The Lady Eighty Show podcast. We talk about books, everything about books, and have great interview with authors. Here's one now. Today, it's great to be on this podcast talking about books and also talking from the Book Academy with Eleanor Bagley. And Eleanor is a mum, an educator, author, entrepreneur, and a Down, sound, down Syndrome advocate. And it's great to have you with us, particularly talking about children's books, because they are the ones that you've written. So you've got a series, Ava the Mermaid, Ava the Mermaid Goes Hospital, Maya the Unicorn, Oscar the Dragon, and Oscar the Dragon Cleans His Teeth, which I think is pretty amazing title. So welcome, Eleanor. And tell us, tell us how these books came into being. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Oh, well, thank you for having me here. Um, so, yeah, originally I wanted to write books for... I only had Myra and Oscar at at the time when I started and I wanted to write books to help them believe in themselves, be their best selves, get the most from life, um, just be be their best selves, essentially. And that's what started me writing Maya the Unicorn and Oscar the Dragon. So those ones are based around having confidence and believing in yourself and knowing that anything is possible. And then... Ava came along in 2018 and she was a surprise postnatal diagnosis of Down syndrome. Um, So I knew at that point then I wanted to write a book that helped people to understand Down syndrome and that actually it wasn't anything to be feared and Ava was just a little girl like every other little girl and everybody actually has strengths and weaknesses and sometimes we need help with different things so that was ultimately why I wrote Ava the Mermaid Um, it has since been taken on by one of the national Down syndrome charities so they use it in a lot of their packs that go out to schools and nurseries to help children just understand a little bit more about Down syndrome so that's been brilliant and then in lockdown in 2020 I think it was the first one it must be the first one because it was like April May time um I was asked to write a book with a health focus 
um, to support children through lockdown that kind of maybe didn't see friends and family and things like that. So that's where I wrote Ava the Mermaid Goes to Hospital. Um, so, and that, that's based on our journey with Ava when she had her heart surgery and how her siblings coped while she was away in hospital. Um, so it kind of had links to people not being able to see their friends and family through lockdown, but it was still a different story. Um, and then last year, kind of out of nowhere, <laughs> I wrote Oscar the Dragon Cleans His Teeth. Um, so I, I wrote that one actually as part of Michael Heppel's Write That Book Masterclass. Um, and so it's quite different from, from my other books. It, it doesn't have a, a a moral as such, apart from keep your teeth clean. Um, which which is equally as important um but yeah it's, it doesn't kind of it's not the same same feel but it, it was still quite fun kind of writing that one um and then obviously kind of I wrote a totally different book a, a non-fiction book for older children which was quite outside my comfort zone given that I'd done the picture books and that one's called Becoming the Goat as well and that's more because Maya she was young when I first wrote the Maya the Unicorn ones. She's now 13. So this one is kind of uh, the next level for carrying on that message of self-belief and confidence and dreaming big and, and achieving your goals. Okay. And it's also about accepting others, isn't it? And it, it just shows your characters, um, you know, having a struggle to be to fit in. Yeah, so Ava the Mermaid it focuses on that one um, specifically. Um, and there's some, I mean, I, like my illustrator is just amazing. Um, so, yeah, this is kind of one of the um, pictures where Ava's not able to join in because she's struggling and finding it hard. Um, and it, it is, it's like the Ava's brother and sister in the book, pretty much like in real life, just help help her and show others like, how they can include her and then later on in the book it has the pictures where she is joining in with the others and they found a way to include her um and the the moral of the story is to just understand that that we do all have differences it would be boring if we were all the same um and that actually with a little bit of help we can everybody can join in and and, and teach each other different things as well and be happy yeah I know obviously on the podcast we can't see the pictures but I'll put a link and and actually the Amazon link you can look inside and see the pictures but they are absolutely beautiful and I, I like the fact that it was just a subtle difference between the mermaids so Ava had three different colours whereas everybody were two-toned yeah, so I wanted to have nods to Down syndrome throughout the book without it being explicit. Um, there are other books out there that do have, um, there are like more explicit features of, of having Down syndrome, but I wanted to kind of have it as a subtle hint because actually the message is, is relevant for all of us in everyday life. Um, regardless of kind of whether we have a disability or not. So Ava has three colours in her tail and the other mermaids have two to distinguish between the chromosomal difference. So she obviously has three, three copies of the chromosome 21, whereas people without Down syndrome have two copies of it. Oh, I um, realise that, how very clever. And then I also used, I wanted kind of the blue and the yellow in her tail 
because they're the colours for Down syndrome awareness as well. And um, she actually has shorter fins than the other mermaids. So typically people with Down syndrome tend to have slightly shorter lim limbs. Their legs and arms are kind of, and, and fingers tend to be kind of a, a little bit shorter. Um, so again, kind of just those very subtle differences that actually people probably wouldn't pick up on, but I just wanted something in there that um, did make you go, oh, 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 okay. And just like things that weren't obvious. Um, and then the other thing that I I couldn't miss out was her heart warrior scar. Um, and again, people, most people don't notice that on there, but she has got a little scar down her chest from where she had her heart surgery. Right. So this, these little secrets and nuggets will make so much difference when people get your book and look at it now, because they'll be able to look at it and go, oh, I've got some inside information. And it will just make it so much fresher. So is there anything secret about Oscar, the dragon? Um, probably not really. <laughs> um, so th I think the thing with Oscar the dragon was that Oscar actually helped, my Oscar, real life Oscar, helped me to design him. So, um, uh, well, he was very into, well, he still is, into Pokemon. Um, and he wanted the... So... Oscar the dragon your your son helped design some of the pictures is that correct yeah so he created the color themes for Oscar the dragon he was very into Pokemon at the time and he wanted it based he wanted it to look exactly like one of the Pokemon characters which I had to explain to him and let him down very gently that that probably wasn't going to happen okay. um but the the color combination of the orange and the blue was his choice so he decided on those um, and actually Oscar the Dragon's friends in the book, it, well, in both books, um, are my children. So that he has human friends in the book. Um, so in the first one, Oscar the Dragon, it's just Maya and Oscar because Ava didn't exist at that point. And then in Oscar the Dragon Cleans His Teeth, he has an extra friend, which is real life Ava. So, yeah, they're all, all modelled on, on my own children. Okay, and so what's their reaction when they actually see a book in print which contains so much of them? Um, they're probably less bothered now than they were originally. <laughs> um, so I think, I think originally they absolutely loved it, um, but now it's kind of become a yeah. So what? Um, I think Mum does. It, I just happen to be in it. Yeah. Every day. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, if anything, Maya is the one that's kind of come back round to that. Um, and again, actually, there is a little kind of hidden thing in there as well. So with the creatures that I picked as being the unicorn and the dragon, um, I wanted mythical creatures because that first theme of the book was to believe in yourself. So I wanted creatures that not everybody believes in. Um, so that there was that lack of belief that they actually had to mm -hmm. overcome and, and to believe in themselves in order to kind of make their dreams come true. So again, and again, like when I've told people about that, they've gone, oh, that's really clever. I really like how you've done that one. Um, and yeah, so Maya, Maya is kind of coming back round to it now because she wants to co-author the next book in the Maya the Unicorn series with me. So we're going to write Maya the Unicorn goes to school or starts school. We need to we need to kind of sort out what the uh, the title is going to be on it. But 
she she really wants to write a book about starting school to help children start in start in school essentially um so yeah that's probably going to be in the plans for later this year maybe so you still got to go through the 14 15 year old stage where they go oh mom picture <laughs> that book to come out the other end and then be even more proud that that's something they did during their childhood <laughs> yeah i'm sure there'll be a few cycles <laughs> Excellent. Now, I love your tip for aspiring writers or people going through the journey that you have, which you say, write from the heart. And if you feel overwhelmed, take a break to reconnect with yourself. So explain that to me just that little bit more, if you will. Well, that's totally speaking from experience. (laughs) So uh, for me, um. Well, I suppose it's happened in a couple of them. So when I wrote my the first ones, the first Maya, the Unicorn, and Oscar the Dragon, I didn't tell anybody that I'd written them. I kind of just was like, yep, got them printed. And then they sat in a box. And I was like, not going to tell anybody. Just people would have to be psychic and know that they were there. <laughs> um, so I suppose I had to overcome come that then and kind of take a step back and look where where I was wanting to go and what I was wanting to do um with that and it was actually it was only then really in May 2020 that someone I I spoke to someone and we did a bit of work around kind of okay you are an author I didn't see myself as an author I was like I've written books I'm not an author um so there was that kind of side to it and then when I started writing Becoming the Goat, I started it because it was such a different book from the picture books. I was like, well, I can't write a real book. Who am I to write a, a real book? Um, yeah, and um, oh yeah, kind of, I always use the real in inverted commas. Of, uh, I, I know a picture book is a real book, but yeah, it was like a book with actual lots of words in. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I had a lot of kind of self-doubt and I actually stopped writing for a couple of months um, and had this kind of dilemma, internal dilemma of, well, what if no one likes it? What if what I'm writing is a load of rubbish? What if it doesn't actually help people with the way that I am wanting to kind of help people? Um, so I did, I had to kind of take that step away and disconnect myself actually with this, with, with the potential outcomes of other people and I had to just kind of just have a look at myself what I was doing what I was writing before I could then get back onto it um and when I when I've kind of spoken to people about this since they they can't understand where my self-doubt was coming from in the in in writing that because like but it's brilliant like well I didn't know that at the time mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah it was, these, these, I think it doesn't matter how many books you write you're potentially always going to have that little bit of a niggle with something new where you might just need to kind of take a step back give yourself some space give your head a wobble maybe um before you can kind of get get back on it mm. yes I, I see many authors going through that stage and and i it comes at different points of the writing as well. And of course, it just yes. depends whether it's something they're writing from a new stance or whether it's something they're very familiar with. But yeah, I, I'm so and glad. it's how personal something is for you as well, isn't it? I think that can impact um, 
on a lot of people kind of if something's really personal then you're worried that you're you're going to be judged when in actual fact it's, it's not you that's being judged in that that's right no but I think they stand very well now can you remember the quote that you gave me I think it was if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree then it will live its life or forever live its life thinking that it's stupid yeah that's was right. it that one <laughs> it was, everyone is a genius but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree it will live its whole life believing it's stupid so do you think then everybody has it have their own niche in life then um yes and no I think everybody has and the reason I'm saying no is because I personally have totally changed. I was a maths teacher. I did numbers. I didn't have anything to do with words. <laughs> um, so like, I feel like I've changed there. So I, I wouldn't say your own niche as such, but everybody has their own strengths and qualities. And I think it's important that we value each person for those strengths and qualities, even if they change over time. Um, but we shouldn't all judge everybody on the same criteria, whether that's looks, intellect, personality, whatever it might be. We are all valued. We should be all valued for for whatever whatever we have. Right. Thank you. Yes. I, and I think your books really exemplify that. And thank you, so. thank you for, for you know taking that step and not keeping them in the box and letting <laughs> the box so others can share them and enjoy them. I'm certainly looking forward to um, showing some of them to my granddaughter, and um, and and I like the fact that you've used very simple language and nice big print. So when um, as well as lots of activities to do in the back, but it, it just means that when children get onto independent reading it's a book that they can enjoy in that respect as well even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Yes, yeah. I wanted kind of both aspects to that, that it's a lot of adults when they've read them with their children or even not with their children have said, oh, actually, it made me stop and think. Um, And that's what I wanted. If you're going to have something that's going to change the world, you need something that's going to stop and make you stop and think. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Eleanor. You'll have to come back and talk to us when Becoming the Goat comes out and you've gone, I've done a book without full pictures. (laughs) That will be amazing. So we'll talk to you again, I'm sure. Wish you all the best with with the different uh, publications and, um, and especially the ones which are working with the charity. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Lady AD Show podcast. Come back, subscribe, and we'll do this all over again. Bye-bye.